Vice President Mike Pence says he's happy to take a lie detector test, but only on the condition that no one asks how many times a day he thinks about the shirtless volleyball scene from Top Gun. (laughs) (laughs) Kim Jong-un threw a massive military parade to celebrate North Korea's 70th anniversary. Ugh, it's like when your best friend steals your dream wedding, said (laughs) President Trump. (laughs) Oh, uh, U.S. intelligence admit that they made a mistake when they accused a f- when they accused a female Russian agent for trading sex for information. They also admit they made a mistake when they thought she was a fembot whose vagina shoots bullets. And finally, Hurricane Florence is now a potentially catastrophic Category Four storm headed straight towards the Cat- Carolinas. On the bright side, this will probably take care of that pesky Confederate monuments problem. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, that's right. We are right on into the danger zone. And sure, the excuse is because we had a joke about Top Gun, but really... Aren't we always living in the danger zone? And no, that's not a commentary about uh, the current administration. You can take it that way if you want. But just really, day in, day out, that's how I live, right in the danger right. zone. Welcome. I'm Christian Blatt. This is the Trump Report. Uh, joined, as almost always, by Tamara Brown. Hello. And returned our world traveler, <laughs> Scott Moore. Hey, guys. Man of the people. <laughs> An S-man of the people, if you will. That's right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, we had you back for a week, and then you were gone. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea was back for a week, and she's still gone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll get the whole band yeah. back together pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, you were just in Cuba, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Sure. And uh, I think we talked about uh, the where you were before that was Alaska, right? Yes. And you've been basically texting with Sarah and Todd Palin the whole time since. Of course, yes. Yeah. Making his way through the alphabet. Yes. Oh, <laughs> That's right, yes. Going through an alphabetical order. I cannot wait until you go to Zaire. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. since our last episode, starting with... Sorry, anonymous. Uh, A word that is easy for some of us to say, but apparently not for our president. Let's take a look and a listen. Latest act of resistance is the op-ed published in the failing New York Times by an anonymous, really an anonymous, gutless coward. You just look. All right, you can stop it right there, Juliet. Now, there's there's a couple of great things here. Uh, the fact is, two times in, I'm trying to say anonymous. He realized, all right, this isn't happening. I'm just going to call him a gutless coward. And I think there's a lot of reasons as to why he's having trouble. There's a, a theory that he has dentures, and it's sort of like a, a weird, you know, makes the teeth move in a weird way. Um, oh. So, uh, uh, and I posted this on Twitter over the weekend. I was like, look, I don't care about anybody's politics, whether you hate him too much that you think he's not capable of making you laugh or you love him so much that you don't. It's like you have to think that that's funny because yeah. he tries twice. Every time you know? it makes and, me and laugh, just, even now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> he just can't. He just can't say mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, and obviously there's bigger issues, you know, related to Anonymous. But just sort of a gut reaction from a comedic standpoint. Tamara, on a... On a a scale of one to five laughs. How many laughs does that get? <laughs> well, it could none if it, he just reminds <laughs> you of your drunk uncle. Uh-huh. So oh, that's true. I, I wonder what he was. It was that split second. You know, when you know somebody's name, you've always called them Kara, but it turns out your her name's Ka- Kayla, and you're like, yeah. okay, 
oh, which one is it? Which one is it? It's it's it was that moment where he was like, is the word anonymous or optimus or analogous <laughs> or yeah. what? Oh, which one is it? I'll just make a noise and. It'll encompass all of them. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine he'd have a similar difficulty using the word erogenous, except he now has no occasion in his life to ever use it. Uh, Scott, as you said, it's just still uh, funny. It's Every still, time you see it's it, it's still funny, and I love that they did the phenomena uh, Muppets. Oh yeah, I did. I, I did it see makes that. me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, in. but I will give credit <laughs> to him about that. one so thing good. in there: the <laughs> fact that he's somewhat successfully rebranded the gray lady as the failing New York Times. And to the extent that Sarah Huckabee Sanders definitely has her marching orders to call it the failing New York Times. Mm. And... Those are the sort of things that just make me laugh. It's just the like he can't flailing the flailing New York, New York Times. Times. Is that he can't mention the New York Times without saying how flailing it is? Yeah, or he, flailing it is. He did tweet about something I think over the weekend about how great somebody had said something in, in another op-ed or something about how good everything was going. And then he quotes the New York Times when it's positive well, for then, him, of course. Then, then he didn't say failing. Well, New then York it's Times. not failing. Then it's back on the way yes. up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Obviously, at issue here is the op-ed by Anonymous. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, uh, there were betting lines as to who Anonymous Mm -hmm. was. I think it's still out there, but... I actually checked with the website earlier today, and they did, they they didn't seem to be taking action on it anymore. So I'm like, mm. what do they know that we don't? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times that happens when you have a lot of people taking odds on one thing in particular. You know, it'll happen with reality TV uh, competitions. A lot of times, people who edit, say, like Survivor, they don't know for sure who the winner is, but they know who the final two are. Mm-hmm. So they will put money. And I know this is crazy, but they'll put money on basically both of those. So you're, I'm starting to wonder if maybe somebody in the or I guess anonymous themselves is probably like oh well I'm an, I'm a 1300 to 1 shot let me go ahead and put a grand on that <laughs> and I'll out myself <laughs> but uh, you know I think that uh, I think that they're getting closer to uh, finding who it is but uh it, it, it it's it's a very interesting thing to should, sort of read about. Should we all take bets here? Should yeah, we well, well, that's what we always talk about. Who's the next one that's going to be fired? And and you know we're still thinking like Kellyanne Conway still is there. You so know, like that's the one I kept thinking. A was lot next. of people were wondering if it was indeed Mike Pence because there was there was like some evidence that in the mm-hmm. uh, op-ed the word lodestar appeared. Mm-hmm. Lone, Lone Lode, star? lodestar lodestar that's yes. what it is we had the word yeah lodestar appeared yeah. and then the only time that anybody associated with the white house had used it it was once and it was mm-hmm. mike pence now that could very well be I a think red that was a misdirect that could definitely be mm-hmm. a red herring there because mm-hmm. this just doesn't seem like mike pence's uh, way to get to become president i don't think mother would let him bring down the, the president <laughs> well i i don't know cuz on one hand i i thought it was more of like okay let's throw that in there to kind of take it off the case of someone else who actually did sure, it sure yeah but on the other hand, if it was him, he's the only one that's basically protected. He can't be fired because of the Constitution. He's locked in as vice president, and Trump can't remove him. So on, on the other hand, he's the most protected of anybody pretty much there. But yes, I agree. I don't think it was him because I don't think that's his his style per se, as we've seen how he's been groveling over Trump and how, and, and everything that would be a, something that I wouldn't quite imagine him doing. But then again, he, seemed, he is kind of yeah, a politician, I mean, and he's playing the game, and maybe he feels this is his chance to... Finally, uh, be president. And over the weekend, he did tell Chris Wallace that he would take a lie detector mm-hmm. test, as we mentioned in the beginning. So uh, I think that I think that he wouldn't do well in a lie detector test. So the fact that he's willing to uh, volunteer. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tamara, do you have any thoughts as to who it might be? 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders? I think it would. I, I do. I do think it's Sarah oh, Huckabee Sanders. Oh, I was just Sanders, joking. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't have taken that from like, you if wow. I knew you were going to say that. I okay. do think it's her because I feel like her job, she has to deal with the most BS from him because mm-hmm. it is she she defends him because that is what her job is to do. But how frustrating for her must it not – now I'm defending her. How frustrating must it be for her to – half the cringeworthy things that it's her responsibility to stand behind so i feel like um as immoral as she is uh i do think that it it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if she was the one that's you know yeah gunning for him well especially when you know the whole rumor was she was gonna be out in the fall anyways so maybe she had already been planning on being out and so it was an easier thing to do because she wasn't gonna be and even though she's anyways she's vehemently so. denied it but mm-hmm. she lies everybody anyway, yeah so so say everybody's gonna deny it at first i don't not, think but, that that's oh it's me yeah, yeah. you know because if they were going to do it they would have just said their name to begin with so i think everyone's going to play the game right now until you know we actually figure out yeah i i do think that it, it's probably not one of your you know like the 10 names that come to mm-hmm. mind like you know people are wondering is it general general kelly you know and and i think that that's somebody who's in a real position to make actual change doesn't need to write the op-ed my thinking is that it's somebody who is who you know maybe you've heard their name in passing maybe you've seen mm-hmm. them but it's not it's not one of the i'm using the air quotes one of the stars right the it's Trump not campaign. it's not the household names it could be like a senior official of some other area church. yeah like there there were rumblings that it was like a senior official at the state department mm-hmm. that sort of a thing so uh it'll be interesting to see but uh i think that I do believe that it is a real person uh, that the failing New what York if it Times was Ivanka. Oh, I just yeah. I just thought, what if it was Ivanka? <laughs> there are uh, there were odds on Ivanka. That, that kind of now that yeah. as that I think about, I just thought of that. It kind of makes sense a little bit. I think it. There's a chance it could be. A, I think that's where I'd put my money. Actually, I would put more money on Jared mm. than Ivanka. But uh, you know, maybe they wrote it together. You know, and uh, we have a we have a great image of uh, what Ivanka thinks of the idea. Like, no, <laughs> it couldn't possibly be me. For those watching on YouTube, Ivanka's like, oh no, no, I I don't know the word lodestar <laughs> or lone star. No, that's exactly why I just thought of her because I was trying to think who is verbally competent enough to have penned it because it's not kellyanne conway it's not uh we should probably giuliani yeah yeah let's take pence off the list then if, mm-hmm. if that's if that's the criteria there. there's, yeah, this, yeah. there's yeah. people that we know are not good linguistically so i think we can take them out of the equation but ivanka is no giuliani so. would have somehow gone on meet the press and given away that it was him <laughs> yes. you know he would have basically been like so this op-ed that i wrote I mean, whoever wrote, you know, it would have probably mm-hmm. been yeah. one of those moments. So I, I think it's probably not going to be. Yeah, or, or, or I wrote it, but it was just to get people to think that I actually was going to say something yeah. like that, but I don't actually didn't mean to do it. He twisted around. So I, I don't believe that the New York Times would have printed this if it weren't verified oh, no. who the person was. And of mm-hmm. all people, I saw on Twitter, uh, Bill Crystal, the Weekly Standard, very conservative, very mm-hmm. anti-Trump, but still conservative. He mentioned that he spoke with the person. You know, mm-hmm. just sort of more to like let conservatives know, like, yeah, I get it. You maybe you don't believe the New York Times, but I've talked to this person. Uh, so obviously, when you think that there's a conspiracy, you know, you're going to think everybody's in on it. Um, this has definitely brought the phrase "deep state" mm-hmm. to uh, a lot of uh, to the foreground. But uh, I think that this is a very effective method because 
the person could very well have put their name to it and maybe they'll they'll actually out themselves at some point maybe they you know as soon as as soon as their uh their pension kicks in or something maybe right. <laughs> but it, what this does is it just creates havoc for the president because you know he can't think about anything else well, even though he's talked about some other things and he's made some appearances this is still he, on his mind this is still mm-hmm. the most important thing to him in his, his life. actions are just validating everything that the op-ed says like what a responsible adult in his position would do is not give any credence like right. just, ig- talk just ignore it, it. just mm-hmm. it, I, I i've i'm reminded for some reason of that time when um obama was still in office and trump offered a million dollars if he would show his birth certificate, yes. uh, or maybe it was three million to any charity. And he it was he was leading up to this big announce. Trump was going to make a mm-hmm. big announcement about his birth certificate, and the announcement was, "I'm going to donate three million to whatever charity of your choice if you produce your birth certificate." And there was not a word like, "Oh, it." Obama was just like shoe fly, you know. Like it's if. Trump approached it like that, we wouldn't still be talking about it. Right, it would be that with the with the Russia investigation, with the Woodward's book, all those type of things. It's like he cannot let it go, and the more you talk about it, the more you're keeping it out there, and the more that it's being talked about in a negative way, and it just keeps the cycle going. And, and it's going. just, val- it's like, oh, that Validated. the person that's mm-hmm. described in the op-ed mm-hmm. would behave the mm-hmm. way that you are right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things swirling around him, and everybody's out to get him. I mean... Basically, I don't know. I feel like this is sort of the the final maybe 20 to 30 pages of a Shakespeare play. You know, yeah. basically, <laughs> you can't trust anyone. Right. And he's had to call in favors from Melania. And I think it's like a genie in a bottle. He only gets three. <laughs> and I think she's done two now because she's just like, yeah, whoever this anonymous is. Not me. <laughs> Whoever anonymous is, seriously, not me. Uh, it should really come forward uh, because they're doing more damage. Again, linguistically, I don't think the provocateur of be best yes, wrote the op-ed. Wrote that, right. It's fair, but there could Although definitely she, be people on her staff who was like, writing can we, it for her. It's like, what do you think of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah this great. is great. Exactly. Like, Maybe, write it for me. This is what I want it to say. Yeah, and then they write it for. Her. And I think that uh, it definitely does more damage by not putting your name on here because of the fact that you know he talks a lot about a witch hunt mm-hmm. the you know the collusion and the special counsel the, there is definitely a witch hunt going on right here and they just need to find out you know who it is and there are probably a lot of people whose jobs are i don't care what else you do you find out who this person is it is curious i wonder the motive of the person who wrote it just because of like yeah putting that information out there but also like you knew if all of it's true, you knew how the president would react to it. So what are you trying to – like you you don't want your name out there, but you also think that you can secretly still perform your duties within his administration knowing that he was going to, you know, only focus on this now. And I, I, I'm just curious as to what the person who wrote it is, – is this exactly the result that they were hoping for? I I think so actually. I think this is I mean it's probably even played out better than they thought that it would because it's very disruptive to do the sorts of things, you know, like hiding papers from his desk, which that's an allegation from the Bob Woodward book, but it's to do those sorts of things that make it difficult for him to do things. But when you're able to be disruptive and then write about how disruptive you are and put it in the failing New York Times, I think <laughs> that uh that 
I feel like you're doing a lot of distraction. You know, you're creating a lot of distraction from a president that you don't want focused on any one thing. You want him to be focused on kneeling at the NFL. You mm-hmm. want him to get into a, a Twitter war with LeBron James. You know, you you basically want him to have the kind of spats that Nicki Minaj has. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I think that uh, it, it's. It's interesting, and uh, I don't. I hope we don't find out for a little while. I don't I think we're either. going to. I don't. I don't, so I don't think we're going to find out who it is. And I, and I think this person knew before they did it that, like you were saying, there was going to be a chance that they were going to be found and they were going to be leaving. And that's where it kind of goes back to a Sanders or someone that was already planning on leaving in the near term to where they felt that they could put this out there for a bit before they were going to be found and then they would leave. So yeah, like I would say, it's not like a Sean Spicer type who isn't there anymore. It's not Reince Priebus. Now, if he were still there, he's actually probably somebody who I would be like, yeah, this seems kind of mm-hmm. like his style. But uh, so it, it's, I don't think it's any of the old guys. It's not Omarosa because she did all of her writing for her book. <laughs> right. She's, she's not, not giving any of that stuff away for free. None of that's for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they might have to start doing with her book. They mm-hmm. might have to start giving it away for free. Maybe they bundle it together with Bob Woodward's book. But people are a lot less interested in her book because of the uh, the anonymous. And the Woodward book, too. Yes, oh, and the gosh. Woodward book. And we talked a little bit about the Woodward book last week mm-hmm. uh, where you know neither of you were here at the time. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a moment. But <laughs> That sounded very like I know, it did well. neither if of you, you were, were here. here. I so... don't know that either one of you had a note excusing your, excusing your, excusing <laughs> your absence. It's fine. It's fine. You, yeah. weren't, you weren't here. It's fine. Yeah. You I'm weren't not, here. I'm not and I'm not holding it against you. I played hooky. Didn't show up. Yeah, I know. Somebody had to go to Cuba. You want yeah. to talk about You want to talk about anti-American <laughs> activities? You went to Cuba. And yep. tamarated a Cuban restaurant. So that's almost as bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trump wants Jeff Sessions, someone else mm-hmm. that he doesn't like, someone who might have written, written it. Right, that's as, true. You know? uh, he wants him to investigate the anonymous op-ed writer. And Trump is tweeting about treason question mark mm-hmm. which that was the single word in the tweet mm-hmm. which was like well now who are you talking yeah. about you, you, gotta, about you know, i'm sorry you you're gonna have to be more specific <laughs> right. yeah putin's like what <laughs> you didn't run that one by me what is this so uh but there's no actual crime like this isn't no. treasonous this is just saying not. you know this isn't like i'm actively you know this is like i'm putting i'm putting a couple of speed bumps in the road here this isn't like i'm gonna blow up a highway you know this, this is i mean you could find you could get jeff sessions finding who it is but what are you gonna charge him with yeah exactly that's the thing there is no crime and there is and there is certainly no treason he doesn't understand the definition but there's no crime to be able to talk even if it was completely fabricated you can say whatever you want about a government official and it's that and that's part of the strength of having that first amendment and it's something that he just can't stand but that's your right to be able to talk well, about he's how claiming you feel it's a security risk and his followers, if you in in any instance, if you claim national security, I mean that's mm-hmm. the most rallying, you know, way to get get them scared and riled right up. up. And mm-hmm. it's a security issue. Mm-hmm. It's a security issue. So that's the angle he's he's going for with it. Right, but there's like you said, there's nothing there. Yeah, but if you tell a you know. If you tell the Trump nation, as it were, that uh, this is a very serious crime, I do think a lot of them will be like, well, yeah, look, they're trying to take down our president, you know, despite the fact that there may have been efforts to undermine the previous president. Hey, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk. So there were other anonymous things leaked for other presidents. 
Uh, I mean, Nixon. Although we know mm-hmm. we know who that is now. We know that that was Mark. Was it Feltz. Primary mm-hmm. Colors Anonymous at first? It was. Yeah, yeah. the book was absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they definitely fictionalized some some of that. But uh, right. I guess that hidden in there are some some blatant truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking to uh, Trump officials, Bob Woodward says a key Trump official told him his new book is 1,000% correct. Now, that sounds like a Trump statement, the 1,000% correct, Mm -hmm. uh, Bob Woodward. And, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is allegedly, reportedly, she's saying that they, and President Trump's saying it too, that they didn't get the, the quotes can't possibly be accurate because he doesn't talk like that and that was a tweet from president trump and i know that sarah huckabee sanders has said that you know all all it takes is a what is it a ten dollar fact check to you know see if the quotes are are we talking about the woodward book the woodward Woodward book book, yeah Yeah. quotes from From of of trump Mm -hmm. in the woodward book. so they're trying to now say that that quotes of trump aren't in the woodward book now woodward has released uh, a phone conversation he had with him because initially Trump was saying like they didn't even ask me to be in it. He's like, well, no, here's the tape of you saying like, oh yeah, yeah. y'all definitely talk to you. Let's right. just and then he set never it did. Up. And then he never did. Right. So it's like it's not that like we didn't try to talk to you, just you mm-hmm. didn't want to talk to us. Right. Uh, so and there's a number of allegations in there, and uh, the one of the more recent ones is uh, Woodward says in the book. The book is called Fear, by the way. That uh, Trump nearly provoked North Korea into war with a single tweet. And this is apparently a tweet that he didn't send. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that we read that he did send. Right. That I was – that a lot of people were convinced that like, well, yes. th- this is where the war starts. Right. And so it's like, well, what did he not send? So um, – and I said – I made this joke last week. Uh, you know, look, I don't have time to read the book. But the book came out today. I figure by tomorrow our friend Drexel Hurd will have read the entire thing. <laughs> I'm, so, going to, I'm going to read it. I don't know okay. if I'll have time to read it by next week. But, but I'm you'll have read some read of it. it. Yes. Okay. That's so. good because I would love to have time to read it. But uh, – who should do the book on tape? You, know? you don't want to read it no. to your kids at night time? I, I thought about it. Maybe, maybe uh, Alec Baldwin as Trump. Yeah, or as long yes, as you great. read it in a voice like this, well, they won't can read know it. the difference. For my, my three-year-old would get it, but that's true for the nine-month-olds. Yeah, if I just read like that, it'll mm-hmm. be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Tamara, your thoughts as we have anonymous and then not-so-anonymous Bob Woodward. Um, do you, sort of... Discounting for a second whether or not this administration should be governing, how difficult do you think they're making it on themselves to try and actually go about the business of the country because they can't just look the other way from stuff like this? And it's not just President Trump. I mean, it, it comes from there, but everybody has to be really focused on these things. So how are they making it harder on themselves by focusing on this rather than – Yeah, I mean, are, are they able to, to govern? I mean, you know, honestly, even if they completely discounted it, the American people would still be somewhat focused on it. But you're making them more focused on it. You know, his people in favor of 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 him always say, like, he can't do anything no matter what he says, no matter what he does. The left jumps on him. But he lets the left jump on him. And so, again, it's, it's like, yeah, if it, it's – any any time anybody is saying anything to him that he feels is unfair, if he were just able to turn the other cheek, it would be fine. But but he's not, and yeah, here yeah. we are. Yeah, I mean, I would. The, there's sort of two prongs to it. There's one where you're getting this constant drip, drip, drip from all. And of course, you can go back and say Fire and Fury from Michael Wolf and Omarosa's book and all that. But it, it's a constant barrage of a lot of negativity from people who are supposedly inside this White House. 
that are continuously leaking very bad information about this president and saying how, you know, these issues, and there is a common thread, and you have this anonymous in the New York Times op-ed, and now you have Woodward's book, who is, all accounts, a respected journalist who's been covering multiple presidents on both sides of, of the aisle for many, many years. And the point is, like like Tamara's saying, if they would have just let it go and he never brought it up or say, I have no time for this because I'm busy working for the American people on this great economy, that blah, blah, blah. You know, if he was staying focused to the things that would probably help someone when everything else in the country is well and you've got a midterm in 60 days, that would be helpful. But he can't let it go. And that's why it makes it worse because now it's constantly out there and it's reminding people. And the fact that he has to keep denying it and bringing it up makes it more out in the news and makes people think about it more. And again, brings his disapproval ratings higher because he cannot let those things go. Whereas, like Tamara said, if he did and we were just focused on the economy and then working on things, then it could be different for him uh, heading into the midterms. Here's my question. He's OK. So the economy is is great right now. He he says the GDP is the highest it's ever been ever, mm-hmm. which is untrue. It's the yeah. highest it's ever been in ten years. But which un- is ever? Go on, <laughs> yeah. or for his mind, <laughs> yeah. But, but, anyway, but unemployment, um, un- you know, he does exaggerate the statistics mm-hmm, of it. But mm-hmm. it is unemployment is the lowest it's been in quite a long time. Yes. He claims that um, for my, uh, black people and, and Latinos, it's the lowest it's ever been, which is partially true because we've only been keeping track of racial statistics since like the mid-70s or something like that. So anyway, my, my point is the economy, though, is great. What, what did he do to make the economy great? Well, uh, I think that not that much. I mean, I think he has policies that – and then some of it is continuing from Obama. And let me sort of take back not that much. I'm saying he's done – he's done so – he's definitely made efforts that have I- impacted the economy positively. But there are definitely things that started under President Obama. Right. I, I think that – and, 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 and you're absolutely right though. He should never talk about any of this. If he felt like Sarah Sanders needs to go out one time and talk about the anonymous, this is what he should be talking about. It's like, hey, you know, those of you that didn't have a job a few years ago with the failing Barack Obama and the failing New York Times, everything's going great right now. I told you I was going to make America great again. He could get liberals at least closer to not being so much against him if – Instead of just touting low economy, low economy, low economy, if he had the ability to explain why the economy is low right now, what what did you do? Your tax plan is not the reason unemployment is at its lowest right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he he gave tax breaks to corporations and the wealthy and middle class got a little bit in their paycheck, but that's not enough that's keeping – that's propelling a a strong economy what is it that he is doing and if he could somehow uh one when he's um at his podium bragging about his accomplishments just just lay it out for me a little bit more because and this question isn't just for this panel for for anybody who's going to comment uh on this you know um on, on youtube um the 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 conservative that's constantly saying christian's and I also no love- our biggest fan. I don't know who <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. We have a number one fan who watches every show. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who so you're my question about. is for conservatives: What has he done to create a low unemployment rate? 
Well, and I, well, I'm also going to add, and I've said this before on this panel, but in general, is that presidents are given a lot more credit with an economy when they have nothing to do with it. And I said that with Obama, too. But the point is, he was he also inherited a strong economy. Yes. He didn't inherit... It would be one thing if he inherited the economy that Bush had, and within you know months, things were being turned around, and you could say, okay, yes, awesome. But the fact is, he's it, it's it's been handed to him, and we're at a point now, at some point, it's going to be cycle and it's going to go down. And then what's going to happen is he going to, you know, and, and he hasn't talk about flubbed it, it. He I, hasn't flubbed but it. But I know at some point, you know, and I'm sure they'll say it because if Democrats take control, then he's going to blame them when it in, invariably falls uh, during his term. But the thing is, yes, if he could be more articulate and actually explain, it might get people to be like, OK, great. But the fact that he goes on and, and continues to throw these same uh and, and that and that is the case. And that is the case for anything right. like Trump. Okay, you think the Affordable Care Act is garbage? Tell uh, how? Why? Explain. Like, tell me how you think that. Tell me, like, in any of your policies that I am absolutely against. Try to convince mm-hmm. me, other than just saying the Affordable Care Act is is hor- It's it's a disaster. It's a disaster. You know, like. If he or anyone in the administration had the ability to uh, articulate things a little bit better, I think we wouldn't be so divided right now. Right, and I think that there are definitely going to be those people who are so entrenched in their beliefs that you're not going to win them over. But certainly independents are willing to be convinced by that sort of information. You know, I I think that... What, just by saying it's a disaster? No, 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 by giving them specifics. Mm -hmm. Like, if you give specifics, there are people who are like, yeah, there's a lot of things I don't like about... I know plenty of people that, like, they don't... They didn't vote for him. They don't like him. But Mm -hmm. they're like, things are going all right right now. And they do feel good about getting another Supreme Court nominee. There are things that people are doing that his his base and even the not-so-base, you know, I'm talking about, like, actual conservatives who didn't want to vote for him or just didn't vote for anybody, basically, uh, or wrote in Paul Ryan or something mm-hmm. crazy. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, that he... He's capable of convincing some people. There are definitely people that no matter what happens, you know, uh, Kamala Harris is never going to be like, you know what, I really should have given him a fair shake. Sure. Uh, but I think there are plenty of people out there uh, that would could benefit from what you're asking mm-hmm. for. Because I challenge every, every uh, Republican that I talk to now when they tout the economy, that's exactly what I say. What has he done to cause a low unemployment rate? And they don't really have... Well, his tax plan. Okay, well, well his tax plan gave breaks to the wealthy. So how is that helping and, the unemployment? And to companies that are now using it for their shareholders and everything else. It never goes to the employees. And that's the other issue, too, is, yes, there are great jobs out there, but they're not the high-wage jobs either. And it's a lot of people that are still trying to make ends meet and have to have second jobs to pay the bills and other things. So it's not that it's every, – everyone may be working, they come out better, but they're not the high-wage jobs that are getting people out of poverty or out of – you know, lower uh, middle class where they can barely pay for everything and pay for bills and, and get ahead and save a little bit. So that's I forget what problem. our next topic is, but that well, just reminded me of Bernie's new pitch. Well, take a moment for Bernie's pitch. We want to talk mm-hmm. about Obama before we run out of time. But uh, what what is Bernie's new? And uh, I can't believe Chelsea's not here. We're actually going to talk <laughs> about Bernie's new pitch. Is is to um, for any uh, corporation like such as Amazon, multi billion dollar corporation for uh they want to um a, a build uh, um any employees for example who work for amazon who are on government assistance 
uh, Amazon has to uh, that that will come out of Amazon's. Uh, they will have to make up for that in taxes for forcing they're not not impl- not paying their employees enough to uh, have a livable wage. Right. So for any employees that are having to have government assistance, um, food stamps or housing or welfare or Medicare or anything like that. The cost of that will not come out of the taxpayer's pocket. It will come out of Jeff Bezos' pocket or so whatever company, company they work that, for. But not paying them enough to – Wouldn't Amazon then just fire those people sort of like when you know, well, when, when the minimum wage has to go up to $15 in your state? That's then you're going to have less people. There's, yeah. there's, there's criticisms of it. That's one of them. Another one – then when they and, hire other people now, that are, you know, then they have to pay those people more because mm. it's the same thing. Because if you're still not paying those people enough – and they have to go on government assistance, and therefore it's the same situation. In so that. there will be, you know, things rooted out for it. There's also um, a concern that, you know, if because a family uh, would be receiving more money for um, government assistance than a single individual, mm-hmm. so wouldn't that encourage Amazon to only hire, you know, single people and not anybody who has a family? But yet you can't ask those kind of questions like either legally, so that would be difficult to, to do. Um, yeah, it's an interesting idea, though. Well, and one that we can certainly revisit, mm-hmm. and uh, especially because Bernie's involved, uh, Chelsea will just be like, why can't we talk about Bernie? Well, we <laughs> did. You just weren't here. Uh, I did want to uh, talk about uh, President Obama made a uh, big state, uh, big speech in, uh, in Illinois uh, at the end of last week. Uh, President Trump did say he fell asleep during it, but let's be honest, <laughs> he was already asleep, right. and there was no way he was going to watch anyway, <laughs> but I'm sure he was asleep during it. Um, so very quickly, uh, Scott and Tamara sort of, and whether you saw all, saw some, just read a little bit about it. Um, what are your thoughts? Scott first. Um, what did you think, uh, you know, having president Obama make this kind of appearance, yeah. really speak out against the sitting president, which we have the tradition for, I don't even know how far back that you, if you're the predecessor, you don't actively criticize mm-hmm. the sitting president. Well, look, I mean, I think that has been thrown out the window because I think he had finally gotten to the point where I've had enough with Trump consistently doing that all the time, which, again, a, a sitting president wouldn't talk badly about their predecessor, even when there were different parties and everything. Too. Again, it was just protocol, and that was things that didn't happen. But I think uh, Obama had finally gotten to the point where it's like, okay, well, he's continuing to do this. It's time that I kind of step up for myself a little bit. I mean, it was great to hear him because you're like, oh, here's an adult in the room again, hearing someone that knows how to to talk and uh, lay out coherent (laughs) messaging here. Um, But, you know, you had both sides there because you had some of the Republicans that were kind of licking their lips thinking, great, now we've got our, you know, this guy back out of Obama who's a lightning rod for the far right that's now going to get them motivated to go out and vote. So on one hand, you also had Republicans that seemed to be very pleased by seeing Obama back out there again because it's going to get their base riled up. Um, and, of course, you saw a lot of Democrats that were very happy to hear from him because they're like, oh, we miss that. We miss him. It's great to hear from him again. And they feel this is a win for them because now they're going to get their base riled up to go out and vote in the midterms, which, as we know, uh, they got uh, Obama got them out for the two terms he ran for president in large numbers. They're hoping that that'll help get those people out. So you can kind of see from both directions how they were spinning it and taking it as a positive for, for both sides there. Is that how you see it, Tamara, that it is a positive for both sides, or uh, is it really stronger for one or the other? I really don't know what Obama's goal was, if it was he, – he felt this will help Democrats in the midterm elections. Um, I It was certainly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt good to watch, and mm-hmm. it was – when he said the part about um, you – 
do not defend Nazis in no uncertain terms. Mm-hmm. Do you say something like that? And and that was just we we can't let time let us forget about these things that Trump has done. And so I think it was you know, it was enjoyable to watch, but I'm already on Obama's side. So for somebody who's not, I don't I don't know what 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 this perp- I don't know what it's actually going to achieve. Yeah. I mean, I think he articulated things that maybe a lot of people who are in opposition to the president haven't heard said because, you know, you have people who speak out, but uh, they all seem to have a little bit of something to lose. And President Obama at this point, uh, I believe there are no Fs left to give mm-hmm. for the president. Exactly. Uh, so, or for the former president. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, of course, to what Scott said, sort of this idea that it does energize Republicans a little bit more. And uh, there was a, a townhall.com article that said it may energize Republicans more than Democrats. Um, your point, the quote that you isolated, which is, you know, you don't defend Nazis. Uh, the sort of counter to that right away from conservatives were, uh, isn't it just as easy to say uh, radical Islamic terror, you know, a phrase that they always wanted their president and when it was President Obama, they wanted him to say. So you have sort of like, oh, let's bring all this stuff back. So I don't know that it's it's done more harm than good, but I do think if he is a presence who is out there so much and they consistently have Obama to point at. I don't know how much that helps. I think, despite what Nancy Pelosi says, and she wants to be around forever to mm-hmm. fight Trump, she, you know, at, at the one hand, she says they, there needs to be younger, newer energy. I don't know where it is. You saw the people, we talked about this last week, you saw the people who were using the, Ka- the Kavanaugh hearings as their opportunity to, you know, get their voices heard. Uh, people who are all running for president, uh, none of whom were going to vote for Kavanaugh anyway, but uh, they all felt like they were getting this opportunity. So you're starting to get that, but at the same time, you don't get as much, you know, you don't get as much attention as when President Obama speaks. President Obama was it was that speech was carried live on on the failing CNN, the whatever mm-hmm. happened to MSNBC, and the only trustworthy mm-hmm. source, Fox News. All three of them had it. I don't think Infowars had it, but all three of those uh, <laughs> all had it. And you know, it's a, an entire speech by a former president. That's a pretty big deal. So even Fox News is like this. This is great for ratings. Yeah, let's let the, let's get this guy on more often. Exactly. You know? I wish. Can, can I we wish give Obama Bush, a show? I wish Bush yeah. would do it. I wish Bush would do the same thing. Well, I mean, he he was already President Bush forty three. We're talking about yeah. was criticized at for speaking out against President Trump as much as he did at John McCain's funeral. There are people who felt betrayed by that. People who defended Good. George Bush, uh, and they're just like, wait, now you're speaking out against us. I, we and, need more. Republicans speaking out against Trump so that yeah yeah I mean there there are plenty who don't like him you know I mean I mentioned Bill Crystal earlier and he is he's very he's he's one he was considered one of the lead conservative voices and now he's sort of marginalized in in those camps because he didn't get on board the Trump train the most surprising mm-hmm. one and I know we have to wrap up the most surprising one is uh, Ted Cruz who all of a sudden is <laughs> You know, is Donald Trump's like best friend? Mm-hmm. I think he's playing a long game here, and he's and he's gonna and he's gonna pull a fast one on Trump at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think in Ted Cruz's mind, he's going to run for president in 2020, and he well, thinks he thinks he's going to beat Trump in the primary. Ted Cruz needs all of Trump supporters. He does for he his. Get, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He needs those Trump supporters right now in Texas to be able to hopefully eke yeah, out a win and, against Beto. So he's he's using him like everyone does in politics now to be able to get those people that are he Trump doesn't supporters like to him. Go, no, yeah. but he needs them. But he needs them right he now. Needs those, right he now. needs those supporters. Yeah, and then I think in you know a- after he gets reelected, then he'll be like, all right, now I'm going to run against Trump. Uh, yeah, he, I saw him earlier this week. I think it was yesterday, speaking about how you know the Democrats want to turn Texas <laughs> into California, <laughs> and he's just like eating tofu. Yep, and, and uh, that's dyed uh, hair and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh uh, I, I thought that was really. And by the way, dyed hair. So yeah. that's that's Ted Cruz's. Me, that's Ted yeah. Cruz's natural hair color. We're yeah, supposed right, to believe exactly. that. Sorry, wait. it makes me so proud as a Californian that being called a Californian is is like a that's your the insult that's yeah. throw mm-hmm. thrown at conservatives. Yeah, I mean that's a really easy one to go for in a room like Texas. You you could have said like mm-hmm. they want to make us into New York or yeah. Connecticut. You could really throw at you know basically any yeah. blue state. But yeah, that But California always is yeah. the, the, the crazy and, one. Uh so our our final point today is uh today is actually 9/11 and uh President Trump did go to see the there's a new monument that was put up in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Which it's not forgotten, but it's sort of the the incident that that definitely doesn't get as much attention as the World Trade Center and the uh, Pentagon. And uh, I, uh, you know, I just uh, wanted to point out that uh, that's the kind of thing that the president should be doing, you know. And uh, good to see him there. And as a New Yorker, you're able to sort of. You know, you're able to realize what that day must mean to somebody like Donald Trump. And it it just reminds me that there was an alternative universe where Rudy Giuliani was considered a great man. <laughs> yes. And it was 17 years ago that, uh, you know, as a New Yorker, uh, we all felt that way. And uh, I I don't know what I don't know who this guy is now that uh, has the Rudy Giuliani face, but not to politicize that moment. But uh, it is I don't know. There are definitely people who feel like Ugh, we're going to commemorate this day again. And there's the argument of, you know, sort of like, wasn't that what the terrorists really want? They want you to be sad every day. But at the same time, I think it's important to have a day like this. Well, it's important to remember yeah, all those people. exactly. But it's also important to remember to make sure that it doesn't happen again. So it's something if it's too easily forgotten about, which I think in a lot of ways for everyday people, because now a lot of people that were kids are now adults and working and have their own kids now that it, it has kind of gotten you know not in everyone's forefront of their mind anymore so it is important to remind people that and to make sure that we do what we can to not let it happen again yeah. so, so it's i mean important. we still have pearl harbor day so yeah right. right exactly and i think that's that's a perfect example uh yeah i think it's a uh, very important that uh that we take a moment and uh it was only a moment here but uh obviously it is something that is uh, often on our minds especially a day like today in any mm-hmm. case we are indeed out of time but thank you so much to uh, everybody who joined us in the chat sorry that we didn't get to your comments today but uh you can uh, in the meantime you can follow me on twitter and instagram at Christian DMZ. You can follow the show at Trump Report ABTV. And Tamara, where do people find you? Follow me on Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. Scott! You can find me on Twitter calling Mitch McConnell a hypocritical turtle at Sman80. Was that something that happened just recently? That happens almost every almost day. Almost every day. Good. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. And I believe uh, Chelsea will be back and maybe Brooke will be back next week too. So we'll have the whole family back together. But thanks so much, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.